Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Toronto Real Estate Show with Janelle and Leslie. I'm Janelle Cameron. And I'm Leslie Pearson. And today we're going to give you a bit of a state of the nation, what's going on in the real estate market right now. Welcome to the Toronto Real Estate Show with the Janelle Cameron team, the podcast that helps make your real estate dreams a reality. The Janelle Cameron team is your expert source for all things real estate in the greater Toronto area. Whether you're considering a renovation to improve your return on investment, looking at homes for the very first time, or even considering becoming an agent yourself, we've got you covered. Hey everyone, hope you are having a great day. Uh, January 25th today as we're recording this and we thought it was probably really important to talk about what is happening out there in the Toronto real estate world because quite frankly, it's just nuts. Well, in, you know, 10 days or a week or so, I guess, from now, we're going to get the stats for January. So we'll find out if um, our anecdotal, our experience in the last couple of weeks is, in fact, representative of what's going on. But, um, you know, I don't think this is a typical January. Um, yeah. It looks like uh, all kinds of wackiness is happening. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say I've never ever seen the real estate market like this before for me it is so hot and i mean every aspect of the market i mean condos freehold in the city out of the city it is absolutely crazy so what we typically see is kind of from mid-december till maybe the first or second week of february it's quiet it's seasonally quiet there's a reason for it um given the holidays and also um you know, a uh, lasting impression uh, that it is better to wait until later in the season, till the tulips start to pop through the ground. So generally, I would find Jan- mid-December through end of January kind of slowish, getting ready for activity in yeah. the year, yeah. but not much happening. And so what we're finding this year, and it's, I guess, got to be COVID-related, that's just not happening. There has yes. been no slowdown, oh and my in God. fact, quite the opposite. It is just... I mean, remember, for those of you following this podcast, we talked about this a few weeks ago about how the condo market was slow. Yeah. Well, it is just bananas, yeah. like I, totally yeah. bananas. Don't you get the sense that we've, we've hit we've Oh, hit the, the bottom. bottom was, yeah. I, I think the bottom was November. So if you were trying to time time it, yeah, the time you missed. Passed. You yeah. missed. Yeah. Like I started feeling it in December. Yeah. I, you know, I remember you and I talking and mm-hmm. the buzz, especially in the condo market was started. Well, it is full force. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I was uh, recanting. Recounting this, <laughs> recounting the story to uh, uh, Leslie and Dimitri earlier today and yesterday, I showed a number of different places all over the GTA, and almost every single one of them, I was notified about an offer before I was even like barely left the place, and all of them had bully offers on them immediately. And we were all, every single one I saw yesterday was the day after it came on the market, right? So they went on the market Friday or whatever, and we're seeing them Saturday and Sunday. And they all had set offers. All had set offer dates, and every single one of them went in bully offers last night at, uh, you know, with multiple offers before you could even think about whether you liked it or not. I mean, you know, the whole bully offer thing is another issue for me, which mm-hmm. I find totally infuriating. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're going to set an offer date, 
Right. You know, and I, and let me just say, Mm -hmm. like, I talked to this one guy and I'm just going to tell the story because this is so irritating. And I'm sure if there's buyers out there listening, you can relate to what I'm saying. So I I go to see this one place yesterday. It just went on the market Saturday, which is weird anyway. So it goes on the market yesterday. We go look at it yesterday, I should say. I, he's got an offer date for Thursday. I text the guy and said, my clients like it. If you get any, any action going, let me know. Well, he, email it calls me actually at like eight o'clock at night and says i have a preemptive offer coming in and the agent that's bringing the offer says he's only going to give me an hour because it's going to be a good offer and all i'm going to get is an hour so i'm just letting you know in advance so that if your clients like it you're only going to have an hour and i said why would you do that Mm -hmm. like how is that serving your customers your clients in the best Mm -hmm in your best, you know, the best way that you can. Mm-hmm. Um, it just doesn't even make any sense to me. He said, well, it's he's going to give them, he already told me what the offer is going to be, and he's going to give them the amount they want. I said, well, how do you know I wouldn't give you more? Right. I mean, it's just absolutely, I think it's, it's unethical in many mm-hmm. ways, and I, I think it's lazy and irresponsible. Mm-hmm. So to commit to a process, to a system, to buy into the logic of the marketing program that your agent sets out and then just to throw throw that out of the way. Because fear. Some, yeah. It's got to be fear. Yeah. Of I think some unknown. of it is fear and I think, you know, maybe some of it is, is I don't know, just impatience or something like mm-hmm. that. But anyway, so that that's basically... I mean, it's the bird in the hand philosophy. Well, it is. Yes, and but that's I think fear. it's... Mm-hmm. That's, then why go through that, mm-hmm. you know? And um, certainly if you're, one of your motivations is to have as much exposure as you can, how as an agent can that be serving your client? You're right to ask that question. Yeah. Because it can't. Yeah. I was um, pissed because, quite frankly, I think it was the third time yesterday that happened to me. And I was mm-hmm. like, first of all, I'm still on the road. Like, I haven't even been home to even respond mm-hmm. to a proper email, let alone, you know, get my head together and my and have a conversation with my clients about whether or not they even want to offer on this mm-hmm. property. Like you just came on market yesterday mm-hmm. and you're going to take the first preemptive that comes in. I mean, I just think it's irresponsible. Yeah. I'd be interested to know what happened with that hour, you know, deadline. Did he get more than one? He got two. Oh, he did. Yeah. He got two. And I it's not posted yet today, mm-hmm. so I don't know what it's sold for, but, um, I'm going to say right now, I bet you anything, my clients would have given more. Yeah. And they just, they were like, I'm not playing this game. And this is the danger, I think, that you're you're going to lose people. Like, you have to be careful do, doing this strategy because if it happens over and over and over again, I've already had a number of buyers just say, I don't want to get involved in this. Yeah, they're going to get so discouraged yeah. and that they uh, aren't going to want to participate right. at all. Yeah. But having an offer date is one thing, right? Mm-hmm. If And, and I, lo- I love nothing more. I never would have never thought I would have said this, but when it actually says on the listing, offers are Thursday at 7, we will not be looking at preemptive offers. That mm-hmm. actually makes me happy. Oh, mm-hmm. good. I've, I at least have till Thursday at 7 mm-hmm. to go look at this place. Yeah. Right? Because otherwise, if you don't move quickly, uh, if you don't get in to see it, you, I mean, you were safe and you did and you still couldn't. I mean, people are, by, you know, that's forcing people to look at things, consider things and act on them, you know, faster than they would buying a pair of shoes. Yep. I mean, it's yeah. so quick. You and to, get and, the status certificate. Yeah. Get a home inspection done or get the one yeah. done that's that they've done. Yeah. Review all of that. Get your financing together. Like, at least give people... Mm-hmm. And I and I understand why people are doing it. But, I, you know, back in the day, and I'm talking like 2020, people would do maybe half of things would you'd get a preemptive offer on. Mm-hmm. Now it's... I, I would say in my experience, it's almost 100%. Mm-hmm. 
Like, I, I can't. So when you talk to people who are going to list with you their places for sale, you say, if we, if we choose the strategy of setting an offer date, we're, we're sticking to that. That's my philosophy. Mm-hmm. I just don't think it does them any good, mm-hmm. right? And so I've had a million situations where I've set an offer date. Someone sent me a bully offer. And, you know, for those of you that aren't aware of this, it is our obligation legally to present all offers to our sellers. But I would present it and say, this is the offer that's come in and you can refuse it and stick to your offer date or entertain it. And my advice is that you stick to the offer date because if it's a hot commodity, why would you not? Mm -hmm. Now, if you've had one showing Mm -hmm. and that showing happens to you know, result in an offer and your offer dates tomorrow and they say, can we bring a bully? Yeah, maybe I might change my mm-hmm. perspective. But when it's a hot property and everybody wants it, mm-hmm. I just don't get I just don't understand people's rationale. Mm-hmm. And I have theories about that too. But I think in Toronto, we're so used to this process. And, and you know, in the outlying areas, um, they're not used to it and then just chaos has ensued. Right? right. So that's where you've been experiencing it in the last couple of weeks, primarily. Primarily, bully, although yeah. it's happened yesterday, yeah. it happened to me on, on three different condos in the yeah. city. Yeah. Right. So I, so I don't know. I, I think it's all over the place, yeah. but. Um, and as a um, buyer, why would you be willing to bully? Because the bully never wins. Right. It never wins. No, that's, that's my point. Yeah. yeah. There's, I, I don't understand the logic as an agent in, uh, you know, suggesting to your buyer client that they bully. Yeah. Um, because they, they, I bet the statistics back that up, but they, yeah. they don't often uh, end up successful. Yeah. And also they, I mean, you would only do it if, you know, there is no budget in mind and they don't care what they spend. That's right. Because there's just no logic to that. Absolutely none. So, mm-hmm. you know, people, please just get your strategy together. I don't mind as much. I like the strategy of instead of an offer date saying um, requiring 48 hours or something. Yeah. It I mean, kind of you end up with the same, up the same thing. Yeah. But it might eliminate that bullet right. factor. And the same, the preemptive offer thing too. I looked at a, a house yesterday in Burlington. I was mentioning as I'm, as I'm sitting here with my computer open, I see that there are now 18 offers registered, <laughs> 18 bully offers, right? So, the first one it wasn't they weren't supposed to be taking yeah, it, offers it, till tomorrow it causes a waterfall of followers it causes mm-hmm. exactly what it would have caused in the first place so yeah. why not stick to the date yeah i mean like so what you would have had what 20 instead of 18 i mean anyway the whole strategy is just it doesn't make any sense i just think people need to take a step back and i don't know is the figure fear, out what's going on you know with more time People will change their minds and decide not to offer. With more time, a competitive property might come out that might take people away. I don't, I don't know. But it is. You're right. It's fear. all fear. Yeah. It's fear on both sides. The buyer is fearful and, uh, and the sellers are afraid. And the agents, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. they inexperienced they, in some case. They don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So interesting. Um, anyway, that just gives you guys a bit of a state of what's going yeah. on right now. And, I, and even with you know, within the condo space and condos are really interesting. I find because people have listed them a little bit lower because they were expecting that market was still slow. So if people maybe are listing and they're not on top of what's been going on and I'm talking like the last week or two, that's it. Okay. Everything has changed in the last couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. Like there are places, these clients that I was looking with yesterday, they had about one, they were going to spend about $1.3 million on something last year. And the things they were looking at last year are now $1.7. Right. 
in one year. Mm-hmm. And so um, anyway, that's just kind of where we're at. So I think there's just a lot of craziness happening and mm-hmm. people just really need to I don't even know what they need to do. Take a breath. Yeah, take a breath. And I always, I, I appreciate clients who who act with both their heart and their brain. I love it when clients see something and they love it and they know they want it. And But the brain has to get involved in making sure you do diligence. Is this a kind of pattern now making people offer without status review checks or without home inspections? Yeah. Um, you know, you know how wise is that and uh, going down the road? I mean, the intersection of brain and heart is really important to me. Mm-hmm. And it seems like a decision to act that way by a buyer is only someone being ruled by their emotions. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because your brain would stop you from doing that's that. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's another important point, I think, is that the outlying areas outside of Toronto, they yeah. don't seem to be doing pre-list home inspections. And so I have not come across any any in the Durham region that oh. have done a pre-list inspection. That's interesting. So um, people are buying without doing them. So they're buying without doing them altogether, whereas, you know, in the city, we always do them and have them available for... Uh, prospective buyers, but um, not in these other places. So mm-hmm. that's interesting too. So mm-hmm. just be careful, everyone. You know, you've got to make sure if you really want something, you just have to make sure you're aware that if it doesn't have a home inspection, there might be some right. consequences. So you say that uh, as a natural consequence of this kind of market, that some people are getting what we call multiple fatigue or they're getting discouraged at a minimum and kind of wanting to pause their search. Yeah, I've had that happen to me several times this weekend. And what do you think about that or what do you tell those people when they're feeling that? I It's, it's hard because, again, it's emotion ruling them and not necessarily um, – Logic, because I do understand how frustrating it is. But at the same time, you know, I try to explain to people these how you have to all we should care about is what the price of the house should be, what it's worth, Mm -hmm. not what it's listed at. Right. It's almost irrelevant in these. It's irrelevant. So Mm -hmm. this one I'm looking at 18 offers here, you know, listed for I think was 979 or something like that. Nobody in the world thought that house was going to sell for 979, right? So don't get caught up in that game in your head. Don't start thinking, "Well, I'm not going to play that. I'm not well, I, I'm not going to do I'll bully." Well, I here. I don't yeah. I, I don't know that that's essentially the case or actually the case. So you say there's 18 offers. I bet like a good 12, 13 of those are agents who don't have a clue and their offers are either below or at asking. Right. And so they're not doing, you know, providing good service to their clients That's and true. saying, hey, hold yeah. on here. Right. I, th- I find when there are so many offers that a good chunk of them just get tossed. Well, it, right now, especially because of COVID, right? Back in the day, you had to show up at yeah. the person's house mm-hmm. or their office and sit at a, at a table and your clients would go wait in the cold and minus 20 degrees mm-hmm. while you're inside presenting an offer. Mm-hmm. But now nobody has any skin in the game, mm-hmm. right? So they just throw it in by email. Mm-hmm. Um, but having said that, I think, you know, this particular home or most of these houses, everybody should know. And, I, and you know, our job as realtors to look at that and say, um, you know, this property, I don't care what it's listed for. If it's listed for five ninety nine, eight ninety nine, or nine ninety nine, it's still worth one point two. Right. That's the price it's worth. So I it does frustrate clients, but at the same time it frustrates me because the clients are like, I don't want to get involved in a bidding war and it's like, well that's 
kind of all there is, number one. And second of all, don't worry about that. We just know what the house is worth and we just try to get it. Mm-hmm. So don't worry about what the starting price is because that's all strategy. Right. Right. Yeah, that's what I tell people. Yeah. And don't get caught up in this whole, you know, frenzy and oh my God, and what does this mean? And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to pay more than I should have. And no, you're going to pay what well, it's and worth. And that's because you wisely counsel your clients, but there is a risk of this hyper mania around it of artificially inflating values sure. and, yeah. and people being oh especially when there's 18 offers amounts. Yeah. yeah yeah and where are you going with that right yeah. i mean it was like that one i we talked about before 86 offers or yeah <laughs> like honest to god yeah you know but you know 76 of them were just useless yeah mm-hmm. yeah i'm sure of it yeah oh mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. sure well i had that one recently and i think i had 24 offers or something and somebody came in under asking yeah <laughs> <laughs> with, a, with a bunch of conditions. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, all, all that just to say, uh, I don't know what we're saying. It's just, it's crazy so times. It's kind of wacky. And another wacky thing that's happened recently that I might raise, it's, um, you know, relevant to this conversation only because it's happened in the last week or so, um, is did you hear about that bungalow in East York <gasps> that's in the media a lot? Yes. I maybe we should talk with people about that. Yes. So there's a house for sale uh, in East York. And the listing agent is, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong here, I believe the listing agent is claiming not to have known that there, I don't know if he claimed to not know they were tenants in the basement or certainly not to know that the tenants in the basement were isolating because uh-huh. of COVID uh-huh. exposure. Right. And uh, Although somebody, it's not been determined who, someone told the tenants, just stay in a room and close yeah, the door. Right, Yeah. right. So that is something that's happened recently and, uh, you know, is certainly not how we in a regulated profession are being requested to act. It's certainly not the way that Janelle and I uh, would act and certainly not the way any of our colleagues at REMAX Hallmark would or, or any other brokers that I've personally worked at. Our, everybody I know in the business is, is strictly adhering to COVID protocols and uh, when you hear of absolutely absurd situations like that it's discouraging um, but I think people have to know that it's um, it's firmly wrong and it's in very rare and uh, it's um, just I don't know if it's like illegal behavior but it is uh, unethical and uh, poor standard and just Please just know that it's not common. Mm-hmm. It's not us. It's not anyone we know or choose to work with. And um, it just does not happen very often. But there is a bad apple in every line of business. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think that's all you can say about yeah. that. It's, it's only, by the way, of all the properties that are shown every day, millions of properties have probably been shown in the last year yeah. with COVID. Yeah. It's happened twice. Yeah. Exactly. I know of. exactly. So that's pretty impressive. I want to make sure people yeah. realize because I'm sure if you're listening, I'm sure you've seen that. And in I'm the pretty media. sure it was the same brokerage. Yeah, you know. <laughs> so uh, I know people hear that in the media, and then it makes them nervous. And, yeah. And I guess I just want to say, don't be nervous. It is so rare; it doesn't happen, and um, business is going on. Yeah. You know. Pretty much carefully that, and yeah. safely, and that type of person would have cut corners and done things wrong anytime. Exactly, exactly. Um, okay, so the other thing I wanted to talk about this is this is the other thing that blew my mind. Yeah, um, that I don't know if you saw the latest CMHC report. 
Uh, I didn't analyze it for sure as much as I'm sure you did. I do, you know, the CMHC, honest I to can. God. They have predicted a nearly 50% drop in housing prices across the country. Yeah. And what happened last year? There is never in, in the history of companies or organizations or analysts been anybody, any any organization as wrong as the CMHC on a regular basis. I'm sorry, CMHC. I don't even know how you people are still employed. <laughs> I really don't. It is year after year. I, this is what I want somebody to do. Somebody, I don't have the time. I want someone to compile the data. And I want them to look at what the CMHC predicted every year from now until whenever compared to the reality. If you keep getting it so wrong, how the hell does anyone pay attention? And here are the news outlets are up. reporting it. Mm-hmm. So last year, the CMHC predicted a 28% decline, I think it was. Mm -hmm. And in fact, I think we were up 20%. I mean, that's a huge discrepancy. I mean, we're not talking like, you know, you're off by uh, the weather by a degree. I mean, this is just, Mm -hmm. it's it's dangerous. Mm -hmm. Dangerous. Mm -hmm. I don't even, I don't even know what to say. I'm flabbergasted every time I see a report coming out from these people. Um, I, it's it's mind boggling. Mm-hmm. Now, I, to be fair, I did not. This is a, this is their overall analysis of the country, and and I I think that there are, you know, areas in the in the city or in the country that may have some declines. I don't know. Certainly, I'm not seeing any signs of that anywhere in North America, for that matter. Right. So I guess the point is, this comes out this time of year every year, and their um, history doesn't show much to believe in. It really doesn't, but yet you've got every news outlet reporting this, reporting on it, you know, as if it's some sort of gospel. Are we that, are our memories that bad that we don't remember what happened last year? Like, I just don't get it. Mm-hmm. Or the year before or every other year from between, you know, mm-hmm. since the history of the organization began. Mm-hmm. I mean, they do a lot of great things. And Predicting the real estate market it does not seem to be one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, I know that may sound... I. I hope nobody's listening from the CMHC, but it's true. Right. So that's, yeah, that's another thing that's happened in the last week or so. Yeah. So Mind-boggling. For, for January, that's pretty significant There's a lot going activity. on. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so as the, as I read further about the 50% declines mm-hmm. that we are going to be having, I will uh, definitely, you know, have the stats in the next week. And yeah. that should be. Let's talk about those. <laughs> let's talk about yeah, maybe they mean like next month. Yeah. Yeah. Or like mm-hmm. later on in the year, not now. Yeah. And of course, they don't do an end of year assessment and refer oh, back no, to their claims. Oh, no, never. This no. is what cracks me up. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I just mm-hmm. don't get it. Mm-hmm. The, the modeling data, really, you just have to look at what's selling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They're calling it, uh, if I'm looking at this article, uh, very severe is what the declines are going to be. Very mm-hmm. severe. Yeah. All right, we'll see. Yeah. Not what we're seeing on the ground. Yeah. And not, not what's projected anywhere else. No. No, never is. Um, you know, I think we did a podcast about that, but really mm-hmm. just pay attention to the data and not so much the news reports. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, anything else going on uh, this week that was worthy of uh, discussion? I don't think. Uh, no, I, uh, we haven't had much of a winter. I think that might be one thing contributing yes. to people getting out and looking and listing and buying uh, so early in the season. But I hear that we're getting snow tomorrow. Yeah. There's something. Yeah. Interest rates are still super yeah. low. So, of course, that is a another reason why people are flocking yeah. to buy. Lots of still first-timers need, in the market. Yeah. Still need more 
especially freeholds for sale. Yeah, we need more. If you're thinking yeah. of selling Got people, so many buyers time. and so far, yeah. you know, very little for them to look at. Right. In the areas where I'm actually looking now, Me which too. is co- mostly like uh, Toronto, not a surrounding area. Um, yeah. So we, if you were thinking of selling in 2021, like think no longer, mm-hmm. give, give a realtor a call. Yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a, there's still a shortage. That's right. And, you know, feel free to reach out to us anytime mm-hmm. with any questions about anything real estate related. Mm-hmm. Um, we would love to hear your thoughts, questions, everything. And follow us on social media um, at the Janelle Cameron team on Instagram, Facebook, and our YouTube channel as well. Sounds good. And don't forget to subscribe to this podcast too. (laughs) Of course, subscribe. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. We'll see you or you'll hear from us again uh, next week. Happy real estate. Happy real estate. We hope you've enjoyed the Toronto Real Estate Show with the Janelle Cameron team. But more importantly, we hope you feel better informed and enthusiastic about your real estate future. We know buying and selling can be stressful, so let us help. If you're looking for hands-on support in the greater Toronto area, the Janelle Cameron team from REMAX Hallmark Realty is ready to assist. Visit JanelleCameron.com. That's J-E-N-E-L-L-E Cameron.com. Or dial 416-486-5588. Join us again next week as we deliver more content to help you reach your real estate dreams.